This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. So the Toronto Raptors get a win. Christmas will be a little bit sweeter for them as they're sitting on two wins before they lace them up at home. Toronto wins it in Cleveland. Third straight win over the Cavaliers this season. It's a final. Toronto 118, Cleveland 107. That is Jonesy with the final call, and what an exit into the uh, holiday break for the Raptors. Wins in New York against the Knicks and in Cleveland against the best defensive team in the league. They took it to the Cavs, no question about that. This is Raptors game night. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, Josh Lewenberg with you, and pleased to have Javon Shepard hang around. And Javon, that was the that was the full look, wasn't it? It was, right, and I, I was impressed with this win, and Jonesy and I spoke about it earlier. I just don't think this Cleveland team is tough enough, right? I, I think they're a regular season team. I, I, you know, I love watching them. I respect their their brand of basketball and their style of play. You know, the two guards and the the, the two forward, the forward and the center on the floor, more traditional. But I question their toughness. And Toronto really went out there and and really checked them tonight, right? A lot of times you had Evan Mobley in the paint and OG was attacking his chest. Scotty was attacking his chest. These guys weren't afraid to get into the paint, right? They won the rebound battles plus 10. They won the field goal the, the field goal attempts, and they shot the ball well, right? 27 fast break points. So they really controlled the game on both ends, and I thought, you know, the fact that they made shots was the big difference maker, right? And they didn't put so much pressure on their defense because they shot the ball well, but so did Cleveland. But again, that points per possession was a big difference. Yeah, Um no, I think, um, you know, Javon, what you just said there makes a, a ton of sense, and I, I, I definitely agree. I think the Raptors came out with, you know, you got three players scoring 25 or more. That, you know, it's definitely going to help. This is the best I think we've seen the Raptors shoot the basketball. Uh, I just felt the floor and the spacing was much more open, and I, I and that's and to me that was probably the, the biggest part offensively. Defensively, um, I have to agree. I, I don't think Cleveland, just, just due to the fact that they're young, I don't think that they're tough enough either. I don't think when push comes to shove, um, you know, and a team gets down, you know, they made up a bit of a comeback, but obviously it didn't look like they, like they played with the same sort of intensity. You could just tell that the Raptors wanted to win this game from the tip, you know, more so. And the fact that their shots were falling, you saw them celebrating it a bit more because it means much more to them. You know, they've been working really hard and they've lost a lot of games by, it was it four games they lost by 11 points total. So, you know, you, you know, that, that puts a bit of a fire underneath you, and I, I think they came out tonight and, and showed that. And, you know, two, two massive wins against teams that have won five and six games respectively in a row says a lot about this Raptors team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a statement right there. And, and you're stuck in one of your worst funks in, in a while, losing six games in a row. We talked about kind of breaking down, separating the process from the result in that four of those six games were close. They came down to the final possessions, but at the end of the day, it's a results-based business. We also looked ahead to what was and still is a very tough upcoming schedule, but the thing about this Raptors team, we've been talking about this for a while, when they play hard and when they play well, especially on the defensive end, it almost doesn't matter who's on the other side because they can compete with anybody. They've shown that here over the last 48 hours with a couple of road wins against two of the hottest teams in the NBA. When they don't play that way, goes the other way too, right? They can lose to anybody. But I, I think tonight, this was a really, really 
impressive win. I mean, you talk about the three-point shooting, and obviously that's one of the first thing that, things that come up here. It helps a whole lot when those threes are falling. We talked about that at halftime. 19 threes, a season high. But you know how there are those nights where you could just kind of shrug and say, well, the other team got hot. It is what it is. Those nights happen. This isn't one of those nights for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They can't say that in the room afterwards because they were outplayed. And I thought even before the Raptors started knocking down those threes, they set the tone with their physicality, playing with force offensively, getting to the rim. Scotty Barnes was doing it early on. Then OG starts doing it. And Pascal Siakam, how does he follow up a 52-point game? I thought he was excellent. Nine assists, getting guys going, and then ultimately he's the guy that steps up in the second half as Cleveland starts making the run. He finishes with 26. You mentioned those core four, those four guys. All four of them played excellent basketball tonight, and you get contributions from Gary Trent and uh, Malachi Flynn off the bench. So a, a really balanced performance, two-way performance, I thought, from the Raptors. Yeah, and I, you know, to add to that, you mentioned it being a results-based uh, business, and, and these guys did that, but I think it's also a response-based business yeah. um, in yeah. sports, right? And we've seen that because, more importantly, you know, Freddie has taken a lot of heat over the last couple of weeks, especially over the stretch from sh- not shooting the ball well. But people negate the fact that Freddie, though he hadn't made shots, he took big shots. And he made those, right? He's come back. He's at, you know, 5 for 10 from the three-point line tonight, 18 points, 8 rebounds. He's done his part. And I think Scotty, over, you know, more than anybody, has been he's taken a lot of scrutiny. He's been, we've been overcritical of this 21-year-old. And sometimes we, we've got to go away from looking at all these, the numbers, the analytics, and, and look at the game, read the game. Tonight, Scotty had a tremendous game, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. But what was the difference? Scotty was playing one position tonight his forward position, his natural position, and we got to see his skill set at its best, at its peak. We've got to see him from that forward position facilitate. We've got to see his court vision. We've got to see him dominate in positions on the court where he can really score the basketball. And guess what? Now he played at that ceiling. He showed that ceiling that we all fell in love with last year, right? So I'm more impressed with the response from these guys more than even the results. The results are going to come. And more, and like anything, right, shooting is contagious. Contagious. Missing shots are contagious. And making shots are contagious. The team shot 51% from the three-point line on top of being the bully tonight, being the big bad bully, beating this, this Cleveland team, you know, by more than 10 on, on, the, on the rebounds, right? So that says a lot, right? And I think that's where, you know, we start to get, should get comfortable with this team and just understand as they get healthy, they have the toughness, they have the grittiness, yet now shots are starting to fall. Like, this, this is a different conversation. And I mentioned it earlier to Jonesy. This is also a Cleveland team that's sitting third in the East. They had a five-game losing streak this year, right? And they're still sitting third, right? So this, this thing can turn around really fast. Got to trust the process. Got to trust the guys that are here and believe. And, and guess what? They've created an identity for themselves. They have a DNA across the league that they're tough, right? And that alone is going to se- separate them. Well, and, and, there's a number of things there that, that, that really jump off the page. You know, when you go through Cleveland's history lesson, uh, the winning streak is uh, based on, you know, getting in everybody's face in the first quarter, and the Raptors did that to them. I would look at it this way. Uh, we're coming off that game Sunday against Golden State at home, which just left an odor. Uh, you followed up with an overtime loss in Philadelphia that was a really good game, a win in New York, and a win tonight in Cleveland. You, you, Javon, you talked about response. That's a pretty good response. Absolutely, right? And we, we all, like... We thought the sky was falling um, when this team was, you know, hit a couple, hit a roadblock. And, and believe me, the skies, everything was, was colliding. And 
guess what? When nobody's in that locker room with these guys and you have players' meetings, you have guys that are, you know, they want more, they want less, they want more minutes, and you learn so much about your group when you're going through adverse times, right? And the division that sticks out to me is after that win in Madison Square Garden, to see that locker room celebrate Pascal, yeah. to see that locker room celebrate that victory was more than just a win, right? Yeah. That just showed me that that group, they got closer, they got tighter during that time. And they all want the same thing. Sometimes we, we hold on, we hold on to things, we clutch them so hard that we lose them, right? And, and this group, they, they, they pulled together, they clutched on, but they, they trusted their coaching staff as well, trusted the decisions. And, you know, tonight we didn't see Chris Boucher play. That's a decision, right? And that we, we've asked for, we were at, during that stretch, we were asking for Messiah to get creative. We we're asking for Bobby to get creative. We we're asking for Coach Nurse to get creative. Well, those are responses from your coaching staff as well, right? And, and we've seen two wins, two results. Malachi's playing more minutes. So you can't ask for more right now at this point. Well, you know, just to continue that thought, that scene in the locker room at Madison Square Garden, I mean, that that is uh, an advertisement for team chemistry in, in terms of bonding just because that was Coach Nurse's 200th win, best in franchise history, and he gives the game ball to Pascal because of his 52 points. I mean, that has to resonate. That That's a building block, isn't it? It's impossible to quantify what a moment like that means, how important a moment like that can be in a long season where I, I, I was saying this before the game too. Like I, I commend the Raptors for staying together the way that they did during a really tough time. I think for a lot of teams, that would have been a breaking point. You've got guys potentially pointing fingers at each other or whatever, making excuses. The Raptors never did that. It wasn't easy. They were frustrated. They should have been frustrated given the losses sure but they stayed together they stayed positive at the same time for them to have that kind of a a, a moment um where there's that that kind of levity and people are laughing and OG's throwing water bottles at Pascal Siakam like <laughs> for the first time in a while it felt like they were really having fun and and, and these things don't always they're not always turning points like one of the things that I pointed to after that where I'm like okay Fred VanVleet scores 54 points. It was a franchise record in the middle of that Tampa season. That was a great moment. Nothing really ever came from it in the sense that they could never build on it. So what do you do with it? Like, it's great to have those moments, but as Siakam put it after that game in New York, can they build off of it? And still early, right? Like, I, 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 for me, it's too early to say the Raptors have turned around their season. I think that's something, hopefully, that we can look back on this this week and, and, and say in a little bit. But for now, this is a really good and really encouraging place to start in terms of turning around their season. Yeah, I wouldn't say um, the Raptors needed to even turn around the season. I just think they need to play better. You know, I, I think losses are, you know, at the end of every game, you know, either you're going to win or you're going to lose. Right. You know, I mean, those are the only two options that are, you know, I mean, that are available. So I think they needed to play a bit better. And I think we saw that. And, and, you know, you when a team loses, you're bound to hear scrutiny. I mean, that's 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 all people can do. I don't like I don't think we'd have much of a job if, you know, if we didn't have anything to talk about. So, you know, people who probably don't play basketball or don't study or don't, you know, don't watch it are the first ones to say, you know what? You know what? Nick Nurse needs to go or, you know, trade this person, do this. But Inside, you know, any organization, they're not listening to any of the outside noise. And I, I think we see that with the Raptors group. They, they don't, there's, there's no drama, you know, there, there, there is no leakage, you know what I mean? There's, you're not really yeah. hearing any of that from this group. So win, lose, or draw, right, you, 
I think right now, and and you know more so than ever before, we're we're seeing a, a a real team here. You know, we're seeing a group of guys that are genuinely happy for one another to be successful. And you know, you could look at their body language when they lose. Obviously, they're frustrated, but I don't see anyone you know pointing any fingers at each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that I think I think that's a that you know that's a telltale sign of a team. And um, you know, I I think these these wins. Our accumulation of that, of them, of them sticking through the, you know, you know what, the fourth loss in a row, you know what, the fifth loss in a row, them, them sticking through it and just continuing to continue, you know, with with what what they've established in the group, regardless of the roster, and I think these wins, like I said, are accumulation of that, that they're deserving of it, they've worked for it, and they they beat two really good teams in the Eastern Conference, and it just goes to show you that. You know, as 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 much as they you know they they have struggled at times, they are also this good, you know, and and it's 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 very scary at a, times. A key takeaway, um, Warren, that you just mentioned is we're seeing a team, right? That's right? And when you look at how this team has had success over the years, and you know, dating back to last year, dating back to the you know the 2019 year, and it's been been you know it's become a part of the the DNA. It's by committee, right? And I think you, you, you go through those tough times together. You go through those high times together. But because this team is constructed the way it is, um, you go to your bench. You need everybody, right, to be playing at a high level, you know, to have the success from this team. And over the last two games, we've seen that, right? Obviously, Pascal's played at, a, you know, he's taken leaps and bounds ahead of the group. But at the same token, when you have everybody in this team is playing, you know, as a committee um, together, there's no drop-off when you go to the bench. You know, Coach Nurse can plug and play with the guys. Um, and that is it's, it wears teams down because not many can play eight to ten guys um, equally or, you know, you know, Hernan Gomez came into this, 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 this season. We didn't have much expectation from him, right? He started a number of games. He's played and, and had, you know, big, big minutes for this group. And I think that is where this team is going to go the, the furthest. That's where this team is going to long is just having that depth. Do you have, you know, are you, do you have a, a, a guy like Lou Will that can come off the bench and give you 30 on any given night? No. But you have guys that all can contribute. And I think that's what wears teams down. And, and we've seen it against Donovan Mitchell tonight. We've seen it against Garland where, you know, it doesn't matter who they're playing against, that second line, the first line, there's a willingness for guys to come in and, and lay their body out there, play defense, and wear down those future players. Think back to, to Embiid's comments, right, the other day. I think maybe it was taken out of context a bit. He was saying that, you know, you don't even, you don't know if this team wants to win or they just want to stop the star player. But that just goes to tell you that, that what other teams are feeling, what other star players or the featured players are, are, are feeling. It's like, this is about me. I need to get this guy out of the game. And that's, you know, I like that comment. Oftentimes those things go yeah, hand in hand. They go right? hand you in stop hand. the other team's best player. Right. Yeah. A lot of the you time, usually win the game. A lot of time you're going to win. I, I like that. I thought that spoke volumes to the respect yeah. of, of, of the defense of this team. Yeah. And ju- just to add to that real quick, Javon, you, you, know, you mentioned something about uh, Wancho. And, you know, we all know he is now a, you know, Netflix superstar. But <laughs> at one point in time, Javon, he was playing – Better yet, he wasn't playing. He he was he he was on the end of the bench, and now he's playing twenty five minutes. Yeah. So Malachi it just goes Flynn to too. show you. It just goes to show you that Nick Nurse is going to play anyone. And like I said, it gets a little bit more scary because Precious isn't back. Otto is a great rotational player who's going to fill in, who's going to defend. He can knock down threes. So the Raptors have a lot of options, and you're going to have to compete. You know, what I mean, for your minutes. And Wancho may not play. 
again, but that's just what you know. That's that's just basketball, and, and that's that's the beauty of this team is that they can plug in different guys at different times during the season because you're gonna need it. And, and Wancho, you know, and Wancho's one. You know, he, he's an example of that right now. Here's something quick to add to that: if this team is rolling when those guys get back into the mix, that's it's not a sure shot that you're you're inserted right back into this lineup yeah. in 15 no. minutes. So no, and when you do get that opportunity. That means you've you've got to bring something and, and move that needle and elevate this team, right? So to your point, right, that the depth that we talk about is that compete level, that desire to to contribute something, that willingness to defend, that willingness to play this brand of basketball. And you're right, like if you if you know, win two, three more games and these guys get healthy and get back into the mix, you're talking about a team that's ten, twelve deep. Watch out now. And let me say this, because I think they've got the right guy leading the charge. It's, it's hard to find anything new to say about Pascal Siakam after a 52-point masterpiece. I'm not going to say I was every bit as impressed tonight as I was the other night, just because, wow, what <laughs> he the did. Bar. He set the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah. but, but the great thing about what separates good players from great players, and then again, great players from superstar players, and Pascal Siakam is a superstar player, is the ability to read the game, read the defense, and determine on any given night and even any given possession what the team needs from you. The other night, the Raptors needed him to score 52 points, and it wasn't even out of the, the context of the offense. Like Everything seemed within the flow of the game. Nothing was forced, but tonight, as we talked about, other guys are stepping up, hitting shots, and, and even from the jump, Siakam was in playmaking mode. He was getting other guys involved. I mentioned this earlier when Cleveland goes on their run in the third quarter. It's Siakam that's stepping up. He had a three-point play and then knocked down a shot, gets his own rebound. It's in those moments that those guys, I think, really separate themselves. And we've seen over the last few games, Pascal Siakam just take his game to another level in terms of finding ways to make an impact. And whether he's scoring, passing the ball, rebounding, there's so much in his arsenal right now, and he's going to find a way to make an impact regardless of what the the game situation calls for from him. Javon, really appreciate you hanging around. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Javon Shepard. Um, so 113-107 is the final call here, or 118, sorry, 118-107. Uh, the Raptors win over, over uh, Cleveland. I just want to sort of throw things around uh, one more topic before we break and, and try and get some postgame sound. I, this might be my favorite box score because when I look at it, it's an eight-man rotation, and as I look at each name, I can see them actually doing what they did. And, you know, Pascal got great support tonight from OG and Scotty and, and Freddie, and the guys off the bench contributed offensively when they needed to, and that was certainly in the first quarter and the first half for uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Malachi Flynn. But defensively, they did a nice job, too, the rest of the way. I, I, I don't know what you guys feel about uh, what we saw tonight, but this might be my favorite game of the year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Tap man. I think they did a really good job defensively. I think Cleveland struggled to shoot the ball. They sh- only shot 33% from three. They shot the ball well from the field. But um, I don't think anyone on their team looked like they are in rhythm. And that's one thing that I think offensively I'm looking for. And I can see that Pascal Siakam's in, in a rhythm. He sees the floor well um, right now. So it's it's hard to guard someone that is looking not only to score, but looking to get everyone else involved. Because once you start passing the ball, you know, as an offensive player, it becomes a little bit more, you know, a lot more difficult for, you know what, anyone to guard you. And I think on Cleveland's standpoint, you saw, you know, Donovan Mitchell looking like the, you know, like the guy I saw in Utah, where 
he would take some questionable shots. He was three for 12 and, you know, continued to shoot the basketball. And um, I think that played right into the Raptors' hands. He struggled against the Raptors this year. I don't think Garland was probably their best offensive player, but he also needs Mitchell in order to go ahead and, you know, kind of complete that. But like I said, you're not going to, you know, Okoro's not going to win a game for you. Neither is uh, Mobley or Allen. So they need those two guards, and none of them really looked like they were in, you know, like they were in a Siakam-type of um, you know rhythm tonight, so really good job. Yeah, th- this was not a fun night for Donovan Mitchell. I think he's going to be seeing OG Ananobi in his dreams for a, a few <laughs> nights. And uh, t- to follow up on Warren's point about Mitchell versus the Raptors this year, specifically in the two games over the last month, uh, an average of ten points, tw- twenty total points in the two games, twenty six percent from the field, twenty four percent from three in. 10 games against everybody else over that same one-month stretch from Mitchell. An average of 30.5 points per game on 53% shooting, 46% from three. So I'm happy Javon mentioned that Embiid quote from the other day because I saw that and I sort of raised my eyebrows and I'm like, wait, what? Like, the Raptors are only concerned about stopping the other team's best player and not winning? Like, uh, those two things go (laughs) hand-in-hand more often (laughs) than they don't. And and we saw that tonight. Yeah. Yeah, like the Raptors didn't win just because they neutralized Donovan Mitchell. But hey, that that goes a long way. That's a, that's a good thing when you're neutralizing Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and just okay. like, I'm sorry, Tapman, just to no, add to cool. that, Embiid, yeah. Embiid's, Embiid's lost. I mean, there's no... There's, <laughs> There's no like. First He's of all, embraced this role as like the Toronto villain, so I, yeah, I love but, it. Give yeah. us something I mean, to talk about. You got you got Scotty Barnes guarding you. So yes, I'm sorry, but we're gonna double team you, Joel Embiid. I don't know what you mean. Like, do you want us to play one on one when we got our point forward guarding you? You know, we don't have a big in there to you know I me mean, to contain you. So yeah, we're of course we're gonna do that. But he's just bitter. That's all. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that comment, but I mean, <laughs> the the point of this game is to score, and the point, and you know, on the other end of it is to stop you from scoring. So we'll do that by any means necessary. And if someone complains, ah, he's fine. all he's all up in his feelings. That's okay. That's it, That's man. Fine. He's all up in his feelings. That's all. Yeah, he won't. He'll have to live that down at some point. One eighteen, one oh seven was the final score for the Raptors in Cleveland. This is Raptors game night on TS. Raptors game night. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, and Josh Lewinberg with you. Raptors win 118-107 in Cleveland. Have won two straight all on the road as well. And their road record goes to 5-12 and 12 now. You remember in the pregame we were talking, uh, we heard Nick Nurse talk about how Cleveland's winning streak was built on, you know, putting it to the opposition in the first quarter. Well, the Raptors turned that around tonight. Nurse talked about it postgame. They were ready. Our guys were, were really, really good. I mean, as good as we could be, really, defensively and moving the ball. Um, at the start of the game and, and throughout the entire first half. When you think about Scotty and this game in response, what did you get from him Sunday? Well, I thought he made a bunch of tough buckets, right? He really get, he really went in there with some with some purpose and, and um, made a lot of tough buckets. I think I think he made some late that were really important. Um, but I just loved his his physicality, man. He was beating him up at the basket. Could you repeat that question? I didn't get the middle part of that. I might say that you know his growth has stunted in the second year, um, based off of what we got last year. I'm sure I didn't, but that's okay. You know with Scotty on a day-to-day basis, uh-huh. he's in his second year. Uh-huh. 
How do you manage those expectations from, from the outside noise? I mean, just, just um, you know, I've said this probably from day one of training camp that the challenge for him this year was going to be to compete each night like he did last year. Right, like it's a now you're now you're uh, win a historic award like the rookie of the year. I mean, people are game planning for you. People are are um, playing to your strengths and weaknesses, etc. Um, but again, I always say what really makes him special is he's he's a competitive guy and he's a team connector. Right, and that's really all I want him to do is compete and connect with his teammates and play that way because that's really his top of his list of his skill set. It's hard to use the word momentum in the NBA because every game has different circumstances, but we're rolling. Is that what you mean? We're <laughs> two in a row. Exactly. So, but how much of that came from that? You know, that tough Knicks win. Well, I think that um, our guys have you know done a good job of hanging in here through all the noise. Right. And um, they've played again. I, I've said this, too, but I'll say it again is is, um, you know, the overreaction to, you know, losing a couple of games and losing some really tough games close and just not, you know, um, having the ball bounce your way against teams that are really superstar laden and talented and rolling themselves right to go fight those teams i mean really the only bad game that was in there was the golden state game everything else we've been out there fighting like crazy um and you know during a lot of that too the overreaction is really unfair on the guys because we're missing half of our rotational players now we're getting a few guys back it makes a makes a big difference man it makes a big difference so how about that three-point shot you got a shot at uh, rolling. 51% tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was good. We, I thought we did a great job of creating great ones. And, and again, I think that there you talked about momentum. That is a momentum type thing, too. I think when, when we were going through a stretch where we weren't shooting it very well, that continues. And then you go come out and start hitting some early and start spreading it around and have a bunch of different guys make them right one two three four five six different guys make them we haven't had that in a long time so i think that again is is part of a momentum thing that goes on with with it but we're really moving the ball that is nick nurse ward i don't know if there's copyright infringement but the way he describes scotty is the way you've described him <laughs> well look tap man I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this i think nick nurse said what i what i'm about to say in a much more polite way and uh <laughs> I think when he said, well, I'll, well, I'll, first of all, I'll talk about Scotty. I, I like the word he used, team connector. I think that's that's yeah. uh, exactly what he is. And like I've always told you, man, the players on the floor, they need to affect winning. I don't care who it is, as long as you affect winning, whatever that means or, you know what, whatever whatever your contribution is to that, then, you know, you deserve to play. But when he talked about the overreaction to losing a couple games when you're missing half your team, I'll say this, for the people who – who think that, you know, players should be traded or, you know, Scotty's growth is being stunted, then you go tie up your shoes, get paid the same amount of money. I promise you the outcome won't be any different. You would, you would get mollywopped on the floor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, the people who are saying this stuff probably don't play basketball. And it's so, it's so easy to do it. It's so easy to be on the objective and, and the critical aspect of the game. But you have to understand there is a game within the game and there is a process to this. He's 21 years old. He's going to need time to develop. Scotty Barnes doesn't really have an offensive package that he can rely on. 
He's not a good, you know, mid-range jump shooter, right? Like, there are holes in these teams, and when guys are unhealthy, you have half your team, you know, missing. You got Juancho Hernan Gomez playing center. You're not, you're not really going to have much to go off of. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have to try and scrap and be creative, even at that level. Even as good as those players are, there's still holes and gaps missing. So I think Nick Nurse is saying that, just not as aggressively as I'm saying it, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I, I really, really want to hone on in that because I think people need to understand that this is not easy. It's hard to do it. It's hard to be successful at this level. It's hard to play this game every single night at, at any level. You know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah. it's, um, it's hard. Like, I don't know what else to say. It. It's just difficult. Yeah. I'm going to push back on one thing. Who are the Raptors missing? Precious Achua, not nothing, certainly. They, they really miss him, and he's been out now for, for over a month. Otto Porter Jr., important, but they've only had him for eight games this season. Gary Trent Jr. missed a few games. That's not nothing. That's, that, that's a, a chunk of your rotation. It's not half of the rotation, and that's where I, I'm a, a bit uncomfortable recently with the amount in which the injuries have been used as an excuse not just by Nick Nurse, obviously, although he's mentioned it quite a bit too, but people, okay, well, they're really hurt. They're really injured. Yeah, they've dealt with things all season long. And that's sort of just the reality, as you guys know, in the NBA. The Raptors, if you actually look at it, are right in the middle of the league in terms of man games lost due to illness and injury. And yeah, they've lost some important players. But you look around the NBA, this has been a historic year in terms of impact guys that are out of the lineup, and a lot of teams have found a way to manage it a whole lot better than the Raptors have. By the way, the, the, the stretch in which the Raptors were missing their most important player, Pascal Siakam, was one of the Raptors' best stretches of the season. I thought they did a pretty good job of treading water during that stretch, which was one of the reasons why it was so encouraging when he came back. And remember, Siakam came back in that really impressive um, decisive win over Cleveland about a month ago where it's like, okay, well, they've been treading water. Now they get Siakam back. Let's see what they can do here. And this has actually been their healthiest stretch of the season in which they've been losing games. So, yeah, I, I sort of fall somewhere in the middle where overreaction to me is, yes, like fire this guy, trade this guy off of six straight losses is is crazy. But taking six straight losses seriously and saying, okay, well, this is a problem. The fact that a defensive-minded team wasn't defending the way they should have been, the fact that there wasn't enough shooting on the roster and it was resulting in some really ugly shooting nights, like those were legitimate concerns. So, yeah, I mean, I I sort of fall somewhere in the middle where you don't want to overreact to the overreaction, but I do think like the Raptors were in hot water. Was their season over? No. By by no means was their season over, but they were in some hot water, and, and now for the first time in a little bit, they're on their way to turning things around, which is good to see. I'm, well, I, I mean, I, sorry, sorry, Tad. Go ahead. Sorry. I was yeah, going to say it quickly. I, Josh, I agree with you. I'm not making excuses for them by, by any means, but what I am saying is that when you lose forwards like Precious and Otto, who are going to take up minutes for – uh, you know, Pascal, who are going to take up minutes for a team that doesn't really have a big, and you can now allow Freddie to get some more rest on the bench sure. instead of playing these guys 40-plus minutes a night, then that's going to equate to losses over a, over, a long, over a long period of time because, you know, mathematically, you're just, you're, you're just running more. And, you know, part of, you know, part of um, 
you know, a rotation is just breaking up how much of the time you're actually working. You know what I mean? And and that's that that equates to a possession lost here, right? But isn't or that on Nick Nurse here. to expand his rotation then when you're overworking guys because other guys are out? Like a lot of that is self-inflicted, no? When 100%. You're... But it also falls down to trust. So Absolutely. Yeah. Who does Nick Nurse trust? Kenny, you know, listen, can he put a Delano in a game for 4 or 5 minutes and then the lead not go from maybe 5 or and you know, we've seen the Raptors start off not having leads. So he so his his leash for operation he he can't really afford to do anything else with the team. He has to play six, seven guys, that, or else it'll be a a twenty point. You know, you know what I mean? Like like a twenty point deficit. And I think that's where um, that's that's where I would kind of just caution instead of saying, well, you know what? They're not. Yeah, you know, six losses is is terrible, but there are reasons for it. That's all. Yep, for sure. Okay, well, I, I'm just going to end on this, and, and we only have 30 seconds. I think, Warren, what you're talking about is the narrative where people like to categorize players. This guy has to have these numbers, and when those numbers aren't there, people right. t- tend to panic. Well, I, I mean, it's irrelevant because you heard Nick say, and I know you've said this a lot, and I think we, uh, Josh and I both understand that it, you do what it takes to win the game. There are no, no numbers attached to it. It's no. it's whatever it takes to win the game. That's what you do. Oh, yeah, and the Scotty stuff is a different story altogether. Like, with that, any kind of reaction to him happening, having some off nights has been for sure an overreaction. Like, yeah. And we've been talking about that even before the season began, right? Like the expectations were through the roof. And some of that is understandable considering what he did last year. But y- you have to pump the tires on that and allow for some ups and downs because it's natural. It, he's, he's young. Yep. Yeah, we got to go. Uh, thanks, guys, and happy holidays to you both. And uh, we'll we'll see you. Thank I guess because uh, I'm doing the World Juniors, we'll see you next year. One eighteen one oh seven. The Raptors win over Cleveland. This is Raptors game night on TSN ten fifty. Well, the Raptors go into the Christmas season winning one eighteen one oh seven in Cleveland, and it was uh, an ensemble cast. Everybody contributed tonight. No question about that. Stay with us tomorrow for NFL football on a game on Sunday, and the World Juniors start on Monday. Good night.